Ephesians chapter 4. We are looking, this is part number 12. So we're in chapter 4, so you might think we ought to be on part number 4. But we're just taking our time, and as something pops off the page at me, we're just studying a little bit. So last time we talked about uh, the five-fold ministry. We talked about their, their job is to equip everybody in the room for the work of the ministry. So you're all doing the work of the ministry, right? Amen. What about the other 70% of you? Everybody's doing the work of the ministry. We're all ministers of reconciliation. Everybody in this room is called to help. There are no parts in the body of Christ that get to sit and do nothing. We're all working. Hallelujah, you were saved to do something. You didn't get saved by works, but you're saved done to good works. Good works can't save you, but after you get born again, you ought to be doing something for God. Hallelujah. All right, well, we won't talk about it again, but we will. And every part of the body is fitly joined together. And if you're doing your part, then you bring a supply of the Spirit. And the reason the body of Christ is not at full force, the reason the glory of God is not strong as it needs to be, the Lord dealt with me as I was ministering on that, is because people are not in their place in the body of Christ. Because every joint has to supply. Every part of us has to give something, and then God is able to fill it to the fullness all in all. We are on verse number 17. There, this I say, therefore, Ephesians 4, 17, King James. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened and being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. Verse 19, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness, to work all cleanness, uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. If, so he's talking about, he's comparing people who have been born again as Gentiles to those how you used to be, but how now you ought to be. Because you're in Christ. Are you all in Christ? Uh, verse 21. If so that you have heard him and have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus. Who's the him there? That's the Holy Ghost. Because he's the great teacher. He uses preachers and teachers, pastors and all the gifts to teach you. But it's the Holy Ghost doing the teaching. If the Holy Ghost is not doing the teaching uh, through somebody, um, it becomes religious. It becomes mind to mind. This is never meant to be from my mind to your mind. This is meant to be from my heart by the Holy Ghost to your heart. That spirit to spirit. Uh, so, verse 22, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man who is corrupt according to deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. So we're going to stop there. Uh, we're going to stop it. We're going to go from verse 17 to 24 tonight. And the first thing we're going to talk about is... Um, Verse 22, let's skip down to 22. We'll go back and pick up some other stuff. It says that you put off concerning the former conversation of the old man. What does that mean? That there's just some things. How many of you know you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body? You're a three-part being. God is three parts. You're three parts. And so your spirit, once you get born again, there's nothing wrong with your spirit. I know in, sometimes in charismatic circles they used to, back in the days past, they used to tell everybody you needed to have some spiritual healing. Um, spiritual healing, you know. And uh, um, you don't need no spiritual healing. Right? You don't need any spiritual healing. There's nothing wrong with your spirit. 
It's born again. It's recreated in the light. Come on, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Some people say, my, my spirit is wounded. Quit talking like that. There's nothing wrong with your spirit. Because if your spirit's defective, your faith is defective. And your, your spirit's not defective and your faith won't be defective. Well, Pastor Mark, that's just being ticky-tacky. No, it's really not because there's nothing wrong with your spirit. If the devil can convince you there's something up with your spirit, you will not be able to receive from God. And you'll always be a wounded, damaged individual and never be an overcomer. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. So there's nothing wrong with your spirit. Your spirit can hear from God. Your spirit can walk with God. Your spirit can receive revelation. There, everything is good in your spirit. So if anyone ever wants to, uh, uh, you know, do anything about and get you spiritual healing, then you run. If they got you on a bed, you run. You say, thank you, I'm leaving. There is, that is dangerous. It's familiar spirits. It's wrong, 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 wrong. There's nothing wrong with, everybody say it real, real, real strong. There's nothing wrong with my spirit. I'm born again. I'm born again. Say, I'm born again. I've been recreated in the likeness and the image of God. I've been made righteous. I am righteous. I am holy. Woo! Doesn't that make, see, now that makes you feel like Superman. Feel like you just went into a phone booth and came out. Hallelujah. But your soul. Whoa. Now that's where some damage can happen. What is your soul? Your mind. I know most everybody in this room knows this. It's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Let's talk about your emotions. Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted. Aren't you glad? So you don't have to go through life brokenhearted. If you've ever li- if you lived on the planet, you had an opportunity to get brokenhearted. You had an opportunity for someone to damage your soul. But we can't live there. You have to forgive them. You have to forgive yourself sometimes. Have you ever had to forgive yourself? You know, you know that, that old saying, uh, uh, mess with me or do me wrong once, shame on you. Do me wrong twice, shame on me. That's not a biblical saying. And, and it, it, the deal is this, you got, you got to forgive yourself sometimes. Amen. And so God, Jesus is the healer of the broken heart. What am I talking about? I'm getting ready to talk about this because if you don't understand you're a three-part being, so many times a day I hear everybody leaving everything up to God. They'll say this and mean it in the most religious way. I just believe that everything that happens happens for a reason. That is the silliest religious saying that should never come out of your mouth. Let the athletes do it when they get a silver medal. But what, I'm not telling you to correct anybody. Don't think that way. Why? Because the will of God is not always done. And if you leave up to whatever, que sera, sera. Remember Doris used to sing it? Some of you are too young. I'm too young for that one, as a matter of fact. But uh, it's not que sera, sera. It's not ever what will be, will be. The future is not ours to see. That's religious. But everybody is saying it today. Pastor Mark, why do you have a pet peeve about that? Because you're putting off on God what he didn't do. Because you could be in this situation that didn't turn out right because you made a bad choice. Because you didn't believe. Because you were at the wrong place at the wrong time in disobedience to God. Whatever is, because people, a lot of Christians do it. Well, I just believe, I just believe whatever God wants will be done. Well, if everything God wants will be done, number one, everybody on planet Earth will be saved. 
Number two, in the church world, everybody would be tithers and we'd never have to talk about it because he'd just make them. Because it's for their good. Not because he needs their money, it's for their good. He would put something in our mouths so that we could only say the word of God. If, if, if God was in total charge of your life, you know, he had control of whether you wore something blue today or you wore something green today. You have a will. Come on, this will thing is important to God. You, have, you are a spirit, you have a soul, you live in your body. And in your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so your emotions can get damaged, and you need to get them healed ASAP. And you don't nurture those hurts. You don't pet those hurts. Amen. 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 You don't pet them. You don't pet them. And don't pet anybody else's. You can be compassionate and you can be kind. But they need to get over them. They need to let Jesus heal them. Amen. Amen. You can't stay there for years. You got to get over it got to move on but only with the help of God you can't do it in your own I and they'll say things like this my goodness we're on religious sayings tonight I just believe time will heal all wounds that's another stupid saying time has never healed anything I've seen time make some wounds worse time won't fix it Jesus will fix it though but you got to let him amen and then the will Remember Jesus said, Father, not my will. Jesus had a will. He didn't have to go to the cross. He could have called on. He said, I can call some angels right now, and, and y'all be toast, and I'll be out of here. He didn't say it quite like that, but that's what he meant. You know, even angels seem to have a will. How do I... Some of these are going to mess with some of you. But a third of them abandoned their post. Um, my dog, uh, Destiny's dog even had a will. God makes things with wills. Now, I tried to change that one. I tried to change that will. I decided, you know, I was going to be the head dog at the house. You ever try that? I, my will was going to overshine her will, this little pretty dog we had. And I was going to, what's that dude's name? Caesar, Caesar, whatever. Yeah, I was going to become the alpha in my house, you know. And so me and that dog, we had a battle of the wills. I'm just telling you, everybody has a will. Even God created animals with wills. Interesting, right? So, you know, I remember I was going to be the boss. And um, so I would correct her. And then I would go to bed and my pillow would be wet. She peed on my pillow. Then we had another round, and then she just, instead of the pillow, she just peed on my, my side of the bed, not her side of the bed, not on Destiny's bed, on my side. We'd put out our suitcases to go on a trip, and she'd be sulking around. Next thing we know, the whole suitcase would be wet on the inside. That little dog, bless her heart. You know, I used to say she'd be in heaven one day, but I don't know if I want her there. Hallelujah. I'm just talking about everything has a will. And you've got a will. Did anybody get any teenagers in the room? Any teenagers over there eating a pizza at their little party? Do you have a te- any? And I'm not just picking on teenagers. There shouldn't be any in the room. But, man, their will really starts to shine when they get about 11 or 12 years old into their teenage years. And you as a parent better do something with it. You better do something with it. 
because they're not the boss in your house. The phone they have is not theirs, it's yours. So you do get to look at it. You do get to decide who their friends are and who their friends are not because you're the parent. But in the same way, God is your parent. So, so I tricked you on that one. I backed you into that one. Right? Jesus. So your will has got to become his will. My will has got to become his will. And what do we do with that? Every day. Every way. Every day. I delight to do your will, O oh God. Why did the psalmist say that? Because some days you don't want to. Some days you just like to do it your way. Right? You just like to have it your way. Right? You just want it your way. Well, no, every day has got to be his way because when you start doing it your way, you're going to get in trouble. I delight to do your will, O God. So what am I talking about? Well, in this, so this section of scripture, and then the body, how many know you got to keep your body under? Paul, the apostle, the apostle Paul said, I have to keep my body under, lest when I preach to others, I myself become a castaway. But listen, you can never keep your body under if you don't do something with your soul. So that's what we're going to talk about. That's what Ephesians is talking about. That's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He's talking about your soul. So the first thing you do, he said that, um, what did, where did I tell you to go? Oh, we're there. That you put off concerning the former. So there's things that were in your soul that were in your body that you on purpose, by your will and by decisions, you have to put them off. And so what I'm saying to you is you can't leave up to God what he's left up to you. You, God can't, how many know we can't do God's side? I can't, we can't deliver anybody. We don't have anointing. He has the anointing, right? He, he's, he's the, he, he can save you and I can't. The Holy Ghost, you know, is the Holy Ghost. How many know, if, even if you're married, you're not your husband or your wife's personal Holy Ghost. They have a Holy Ghost. You're, you're, you're not the Holy Ghost, right? God, we let God be God, and God, you do your things, but then he said to us, you've got to do your thing. He'll help you. He'll show you how, but you can't put off on God what he's put off on you. In other words, God, I just want you to control my body. No, he told you to put off and put on. Lord, just control my thinking. We're going to show, I'm going to show you that that's more, that's on you, not on him. I, I want to show you some things. So we got to get going. Hallelujah. Put off. So what I got, I got to put, so when I got born again, when you got born again, when I got filled with the Holy Ghost, spoke with other tongues, when I got all excited about Jesus, you know, my spirit's alive and it's bouncing around and I'm happy and I'm full of joy and I got the victory. But then we all find out that we got to do something with our mind. We got to do something with our body. Your body is not, you're, you know, people say this, you know, uh, Christopher Lam, he's over having a crusade in Africa, and I don't know how he says it, but let's just say a thousand people, a thousand souls got saved tonight. Well, that's just our Christian lingo, but the truth is a thousand people got born again. The salvation of the soul is something that happens after you get born again. And the Bible talks to us about saving our soul. And the soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. And so he's telling us here about the salvation of our souls. And if you and I don't get this right, we're going to struggle in our walk with God and be frustrated. 
I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Why do I have this desire to do something that, that is ungodly? Well, you know, God take it away. Yes, God has already taken it away because <laughs> it's finished. Jesus is seated. He has already delivered you. He's already freed you from sin. He's already healed you. He's already saved you. He's already delivered you. you got to receive it. But then there's some things that you have to do to keep it, uh, to, 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 to walk in the victory that's been provided for you. And one of them is put it off. It's just like a jacket. you got to take it off. Right? Put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. Can you put that up in the NLT, please? They don't have my notes tonight, so throw off your old sinful nature. Throw it off. And your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. So what are you gonna? So it didn't the, the devil is still the devil, and he's still gonna tempt you. Remember, God said, James said, God is not, God doesn't tempt any man with evil. So uh, a, a test is different than a temptation. God will test you with his word. Will you tithe? Will you obey him? Will you follow the Holy Ghost? Will you, will you, will you walk in love? But a temptation always comes from the devil. You used to be an alcoholic and somebody brings a six-pack by. That is not God testing you. That is the devil trying to destroy you. You used to be addicted to pornography. You thumbing through your iPhone is not a test. That is a temptation. And you ought to do everything in your power not to tempt yourself and work with the devil. Temptations only come from the devil. What does the devil tempt? He tempts your flesh. And he comes to your soul, to your mind. Did you know every thought you have is not your thought? We'll get into that. What are we going to do? Well, we got to put off the former. And verse 24, let's skip down in the King James. It says that you put on the new man. So everybody say, take it off. Put it on. So I got to take off. How many of you know that if we go to the gym and we work out or um, we, we, um, we you know, uh, work in the yard and you get all sweaty and whatever, and it's time for church, if I still had my, my sweatshirt on or my, my T-shirt on and my shorts on and they were stinking and they were sweaty and it was time to come to church and I just put church clothes on over it. How many know that's a bad deal? And these people right here would be very sorry. Because I come in, I just honor it. Yeah, I'm still honoring it. There's a little boy on the inside of me. Last Saturday, I think it was, I came in. I was working in the yard, got rid of all the storm damage because I hadn't had time to do it, but I was out there. And so I, can't, I was a mess. And I came in, and I was like, I want a big hug. And she's like, get away from me. You stink. And I knew I did, but I wanted to hug her anyway, and she wouldn't. But anyway, but that's what a lot of people do Christian-wise is they're trying to put God over the top of their just regular. I'm, they don't change anything. They don't change anything. Yes, they're born again, but they don't put off anything. They just want to live the way they want to live. They want to do what they've always done. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven. But you can't walk in victory that way, and you can't walk in the promises of God that way. So you got to take off the stinky stuff, the sin. The Bible says we wash ourselves with the word of God. Talk about Ephesians where it says husbands, wash your wives with the word of God. But you can wash yourself with the word of God. It'll clean you up. The blood of Jesus will purge your conscience from dead works. But you got to do what? You got to put on the new man. So, how do you put on the new man? Well, you talk about yourself. I am 
the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. What are you doing? I'm putting on righteousness. By the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. What am I doing? I'm putting on healing. Amen. The peace of God rules and reigns in my heart. The peace Jesus left me, I'm walking in. What am I doing? I'm putting on peace. You do it with your mouth. That's how you put on your spiritual clothes. That's why you can't go through this life with your mouth closed. You got to go through this life with your mouth open. And you got to talk the way God said to talk, and you got to put it on to do nothing. I remember when I first came in, you know, and I'm not talking about confession tonight, really, but uh, because how many know Jesus is the high priest of our confession? So he's waiting for words. But I remember when I first came in, uh, you know, I didn't know anything about words. I didn't know words were powerful. But when I started hearing, don't say this, don't say this, don't say this. So I just got to the place where I just wouldn't talk. Because I didn't want to say anything wrong because I thought God would slap me or something. So I just wouldn't say anything. just wouldn't say anything. And the Holy Ghost, how many know he's kind and he's a good teacher? And he's not a hard taskmaster. He meets you where you're at. He gives you revelation to where you're at. And he just said to me, Mark, I need you to talk. (laughs) He said, because if you say nothing, I have nothing to work with. Yeah, I don't want you to say uh, what you see. I don't want you to do that. I want you to walk by faith. But, But if I come, I come for your words. And if there's no words, I can't do anything. So it's just good to be around people who inspire you to talk the word of God. Remember, even in Malachi, it says there's a book of remembrance. They got together and talked, and a book of remembrance was made. What is that? God just likes it when we talk, just in casual conversation, just chatting about him, what he's done for us, who he is to us. He just gets all up in the middle of all that. But when it comes to this stuff, you got to do what? you got to put some things off, and you got to put some things on. How do you put them off? I think you do it the same way. You know, it's almost more like this, though. You know, the devil will come to you and say, you know, you're still a dirty, rotten sinner. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You talk back to it. That's how you take things off and put things on. Oh, it's not going to work out this time. It's not gonna, do you know, I heard, you know, the devil just start talking to you. I heard, or our friend at work, I heard they're going to lay us all off. And then you can just, you don't have to say it to them, but you can turn around, you better turn around and say, but my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ. I'm probably going to end up with a promotion. Hallelujah. I, I'm probably, even if I go to work for another company, I'm probably going to get a better office, work with better people. Hallelujah. Whatever. You understand what I'm saying? You got to talk back to it. You got to talk back to it. Remember the fig tree? Jesus answered it. No man will eat fruit from you hereafter forever. You just can't let things the devil talk to you, uh, uh, even into your flesh or the feelings of your flesh. You have to answer even the feelings of your flesh. Answer it. When do you answer it? Right then. Well, I can't. I'm in a group of people. Well, answer it on the inside. Answer it on the inside. Because really your, um, your soul is so connected to your flesh. And this is what I've watched. People who are born again, love Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost, but they do nothing with their soul. Their body runs rampant. They just are the same person they always were. And that is not the way God has ordained. Amen. He wants you to be free. He wants you to be victorious. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's go back to this one. Let's, well, 
Uh, let's do this. Colossians 3.10. Let me give you some scriptures from other epistles around this. Colossians 3.10, Amplified, probably a classic. Uh, Colossians 3.10, Amplified, classic. Uh, and have clothed yourself with new spiritual self. So you got to put your clothes on, which is ever in the process of being renewed and remolded into fuller and more perfect knowledge upon knowledge after the image and the likeness of him who created us. Remember, really we're going back to Adam and Eve. God created them perfect, and they were created in the likeness of of God created he them created he them Amen. he created them and we are created in his likeness and his image when you get born again that's why I'm just saying your spirit is alive unto God and it's perfect it's it's ready to go hallelujah doesn't need any therapy ready to go are you with me hallelujah then this let's look at this next Romans 13 14 Romans 13 14 uh, just regular old King old King James so put, but put on the Lord Jesus. Well, how do I put on the Lord Jesus? He's the Word. He's the Word. So you put on the Word and make no provision. What? Then you've got to make no provision for the flesh. How many know your flesh acts up? Well, you know, we'll just hit it. I was, uh, people say all the time about different things, and you know there's a popular one right now. Well, I was just born that way. Well, you're not born again that way. I don't care what it is. You talk. See, that's the thing about believers. You've got to make sure. You can't put on them when they're not born again. They have, a, they have a fallen nature. They can't change. Now, listen to me. They can't. That's their nature. Come on. You and I have enough. And you understand this even after you get born again and you've got a new nature. But after you get that new nature, there are no more excuses. May life be harder for some people than others? Maybe. But the truth of the matter is, when I got born again, when you got born again, especially those of us who are filled with the Holy Ghost, and have the good word of God, we can be victorious over every situation. There is no reason why you can't rule and reign in this life and in your body and over everything the devil would ever throw at you. Is it hard sometimes? It is. But you just make sure you always give the last word and that you never quit. Amen. Come on, this is Wednesday night. There's no quitters in this room, right? right. Amen. I just hear it when I was a little boy. Weebles wobble, but we won't fall down. Right. I mean, that, that's kind of like those things that, you know, you punch, and they fall, but they get right back up. Come on, the, the devil's got to learn about you. He might punch you and get one in, but you're coming right back. The Bible says in Proverbs, talks about if you fall six times, get up on the seventh. It's not about if you fell down, it's about if you get back up. I said it's not about if you fell, if you get back up. Come on, look at the people who know how to get back up. Amen. But every day we've got to get progressive revelation of the word of God. And I'm just reminding many of you tonight, some of you, this may be the first time you've heard some of this, but most of you heard this before. But we've got to do it. We've got to do it. We're not hearers only, we're doers thereof. Sometimes there are other people, and, and please do not make light of someone who is really in a spiritual battle with something in their flesh. Because you've never walked in their shoes. You don't know what they're facing. You don't know what it's like, so don't pretend that you do. What should we do? We should support them. No excuses. Not letting them stay there, because God won't let us stay there. Right? But we need to be for one another. We need to help one another. I'm not talking about no excuses. 
Oh, you, you know, I get it. You just, you know, nope, nope, nope. If you're a real friend, you'd help them up out of the mud. The Bible says in Galatians 6.1 that those who are spiritual ought to restore. So our, our deal is to restore people. Uh, not to condemn people, but to restore them. But also not to leave them there. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. What? Yeah. Hallelujah. Everybody say restore. restore. Say I'm called, I'm called to restore people. So how am I going to do it? Well, I'm going to pray for them. I love them. But the best way you can restore somebody is give them what the word says. And then help them to do it. Now, you can't make people do it. But you can help them. You can encourage them. You can ask the Holy Ghost, help me help them. Amen. Amen. That's a prayer prayer for you all all the time when I'm preaching is help me help them. Help me say it in a way that will help them. I'm not trying to irritate anybody. I'm trying to help you. But, you know, sometimes it comes out kind of hard because somebody needs it kind of hard. And sometimes it comes out light and fluffy because that's how somebody needs it, light and fluffy. Everybody needs it different ways. But, but, but y'all, are, are you listening to me? Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's keep going. Um, let's go back up to verse 17. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord that you walk not as other Gentiles. So we're not supposed to walk like them anymore. You can't look at the world and say, well, you know, that's, that's just the way it is. No, we don't walk that way anymore. I'm not walking that way anymore. Uh, in the vanity of their what? Mind. So where's the mind? It's in the soul. So they're walking that way because their mind, their spirit's not born again, but they're definitely not doing anything with their mind. So their nature dictates what their mind thinks. And also they're wide open to the devil because they have no clue. Many of them don't even have a clue or a belief in God or that the devil exists. So the devil feeds them morning, noon, and night. So their thought and their thought process is developed by this world system. And who is the God of this world? The devil is the God of this world. They make fun of us because we think different, talk different, and act different. But we're not of them. We're new creatures. We really are aliens. (laughs) I'm not from here. I have a citizenship in heaven. My passport spiritually says uh, I'm from heaven. That's the kingdom I am concerned about. That's the kingdom I work for. That's the kingdom I live in. I'm just an ambassador. I'm just passing through. This is not my home. Having their understandings darkened. Where's understanding? Minds. Verse 18. Having their understanding darkened, be it alienated. So because their understanding is darkened, they're alienated from the very life of God. So we don't want to be alienated from the life of God. Even though the life of God lives on the inside of us, if you still walk like the world, talk like the world, act like the world, sin like the world, do like the world, live like the world, you are alienating yourself from the very life of God and from the promises of God. Doesn't mean you're not born again. I know there's this line. People, uh, you know, I don't think you should try to see, um, uh, I'm not going to get into it. But if you're born again, you ought to act born again. You ought to talk born again. You ought to walk born again. But not everybody does. But they are alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them. Because of the blindness of their heart. That's why we have to pray the blinders off of them. 2 Corinthians 4 and 4 says the God of this world has blinded them. Their blinders are on their heart. And so we need those blinders to come off that when the glorious light of the gospel comes, they can receive it. 
Verse number 19, who being past feeling have given themselves, so those who have a wrong nature, those who have never done anything with their mind, they give themselves to lasciviousness. That's not a good word. It has to do with sexual sin. It has to do with debauchery. It has to do with everything gross. To work all, that's why it says uncleanness. It's unclean. And then there will be spirits that will join in with those unclean things. And with greediness. Verse 20. Everybody doing all right? But you have not so learned Christ. Thank God. Now it's about to talk to us. What do we got to do? Verse 21. Learn Christ. What is learned? Learn is in the soul realm. If so, that you, let me talk to you about this right now. 1 Corinthians, don't turn there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it's the last verse in that. I think it's 16. Remember, it talks about that, the, that our thoughts are not God's thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. But the Holy Ghost has revealed to the, us to them. And it talks about communicating spiritual things with spiritual people. And some don't understand it. Verse 16, at the very end, it says, but you have the mind of Christ. Yeah. Y'all remember that? How many of you know that's a good confession? Let's confess and say, I have the mind of Christ. But let me ask you, where is that located? Where is that located? Is that in your spirit? Is that your soul? It's in your spirit. Yeah. People mess that up all the time because the knowing, having the mind of Christ, Christ lives in you. Because if you just immediately have the mind of Christ, you don't because you have to renew your mind. So I have the position of the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ lives in me, and the mind of Christ can speak to me in my spirit. I can know his thoughts. I can know his way. Now, I didn't mean to trick anybody if you said, it, but most everybody thinks it's the mind. But you just study it yourself. The mind of Christ is positional. The mind of Christ is positional. We having the mind of Christ. Where is the mind of Christ? It's in my spirit. Therefore, I can hear his thoughts, I can know his thoughts, I can know his ways, and I can get him from my spirit. But I still have to, because if I just had the mind of Christ, then I would never have to renew my mind. But you got to renew your mind. It's a good confession, I have the mind of Christ. It's a good thing to remind you who lives on the inside of you. But that's positional. And it's not just positional up here because it's talking about your spirit because that's where you know his thoughts. That's where you know his ways. Now, you've got to then train your mind to know his thoughts and ways, and that's the renewing process. Okay? Are you with me? Amen. Everybody good? And be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Let's see. Let's skip ahead. Uh, verse 22 we already looked at. Verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed. So the spirit of your mind, but it's still talking about your mind, your soul. So you got to do what with your mind? you got to renew it. you got to renew it, right? And so you know these scriptures, but let's look at them. Romans 12 and 2. It talks about offering your body a living sacrifice, Romans 12 and 2. It says that be not conformed, but be what? So be not conformed. So this is the deal. Every day with everything you encounter, you're either being conformed or transformed. The devil is never going to give up on conforming you. He wants everybody to stay conformed. Conformed to what? His ways. His thoughts. Especially because he once had you. Unless you were born again as a, ba as a child and you never messed up, which I pray, pray we're raising a lot of those up around here. That's, that's the best testimony in life. I was born again when I was four, filled with the Holy Ghost when I was five. I lived all my days for Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's good. That's what we want. But listen to me. Understand there's a battle. One of the best books ever written, Joyce Meyer, Battlefield of the Mind. 
Because it really is the battle. This is the soul is where the battle is raged, where it's waged, and where you and I are going to win it. Because your spirit's good. What about that body? Well, we can't talk about the body until we talk about your soul. Because if you try to do something with your body without a renewed mind, without your will being his will, you're going to fail. And all you're going to be is discouraged. Why can't I keep my body? I know I shouldn't do that. I, should, I know I shouldn't want to do that. Why do I do that? You'll get mad at yourself and you'll feel condemned. But okay, even if you mess up, ask the Lord to forgive you. First John 1 9 is for Christians, no matter what anybody says. Repentance is a gift. That repentance is not for God, that's for you. So that the blood of Jesus can cleanse you, right? Keep walking in the truth. Keep walking in the light. But if you sin, we don't even call it missing around here. We call it sin. Because if it's just missing it, it's a, but if it's sin, it's sin. And then you need to get that forgiven. How do you get it forgiven? You confess. And people say, well, it says confess there, not repent. Oh, come on. He told, I'll help you right now. Are the, the seven churches in the book of Revelation, is that for us? I'm, it's, this, it was not a trick question. It is for us. And after every one of them, he told them to do what? Repent. Jesus came with a message of repentance. Not just John the Baptist. Jesus said to repent. Repentance is a gift. Amen. It's good to repent. Without it, we're in trouble. Because I don't think there's anybody in you who have been perfect since you said, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God and I believe he's raised from the dead. And even after you went sha-la-la-la-la, you messed up. You sinned. And thank God for the blood of Jesus that cleansed you from all unrighteousness. This is about righteousness and unrighteousness. But what do we got to do? So the devil is working. Even though in your spirit you're righteous, he's trying to conform you to wrong thinking again. Because wrong thinking Wrong speaking, wrong believing will cause you to act wrong. It keeps you in his realm. But we're not of that realm anymore. He's not our God. Amen. We've been born again. And so you have to be conformed to this world by the transformation and go through the renewed mind. Now, most of you who have been around me and know I love that word transformed. It's metamorpho. It comes, we use the English word metamorphosis. I was teaching this other day to the people in Chile, and I tried to, um, although it's out of town today, but I tried to talk to him about the caterpillar becoming a butterfly and a tadpole. He got messed up on a tadpole. I don't think there's any tadpoles in Chile. He didn't know what a tadpole was. He looked at me like, what in the world are you talking about, a tadpole? Uh, uh, so tadpole to a frog, that is metamorphosis. Something that was one thing, and it became something totally different. I was a sinner, but I got born again. And now I'm a frog or a butterfly. I'm no longer a tadpole or a caterpillar. But in order to do that, I got that way born again. I was born anew, but now i got to do that with my mind. It's more appropriate. My spirit was born again. My, I have to go through a transformation. But the devil is fighting constant. Listen to me. You're either being conformed or you're being transformed. Do not be conformed. Do not be conformed to their way of thinking, to their way of doing. And in the body of Christ today, we can't be conformed and go back and fight against evil 
a way that God did not ordain. You're supposed to still love everybody? Not be mad at nobody? Jesus said, turn the other cheek. Well, I see there's a whole lot of non-cheek turning going on. Preachers. So Jesus' words are no longer good? If they take a coat from you, give them another one? No, we don't do that anymore. That's wrong. Jesus' words aren't right for today. He's not living here today. Well, he's been living forever, and his words are still right. Just got to be careful. Part of that is confirmation being conformed back to your old nature. Trust, listen to me. Everybody listening? Part of that is confirmation being conformed back to your old nature. Now, a lot of people just call me a weak, weak, wimpy preacher. But this weak, wimpy preacher has become strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And I got a lot of things I'm working on. But one thing I do know, I know the voice of God versus the voice of this world. No matter who it comes through. There are many voices in the world. None without signification. And you can be influenced by wrong voices. You just got to be careful. I warn you to be careful who you listen to and how you listen. Jesus said be careful what you listen to and be careful how you listen to it. It will, what is it doing? If it's not the word of God, if it's a man's opinion, in the, the context of the word, but not the word, be careful that it's not conforming you to a certain way. But be transformed. So when we get born again, you know, our minds are little tadpoles. Aren't they cute? And or little cute little but, uh, caterpillars that you can pet, you know. But then when they go through that, they're cool. And then when they go through it, they become something totally different. Your mind is so powerful. And God made it that way. Think about Adam and Eve's mind. Better than any computer. Today, we, we don't even use a percentage of our mind. Can you imagine when you get to heaven and you get to use the whole thing? How smart are you? How intelligent are you? You know, around here, if one person taps into one or two more percent, you can tell it. Seriously. But you know what? We're not limited. We can start thinking like God. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But you start thinking them, and it will transform your mind. And you'll begin to start thinking like him. And when you start thinking like him, you'll start talking like him. We'll be imitators of God, like the Bible said. But you got to do what? you got to transform. you got to renew your mind. Oh, my gosh, that's the wrong time. I must have started late because I can't quit here. Um i got to get to this one. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. i got to get to this one. I can't just leave you hanging. Um, especially people, after we get born again, and if you used to have a habit, um, used to have an addiction, used to, uh, the same even I talked maybe you were an angry person. Maybe somebody told you that you could be that way uh, because that's just who you are, you, you know, you, your anger. When you were a child, you threw things, and, and that's okay because that's how you get rid of your anger, and you're angry. Well, it's not okay because that's the work of the flesh. It's called thumos. It's a volcano ready to erupt. That's not godly for anybody. 
and you have to get rid of it. Everybody. Right? And so in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's read that. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, King James, uh, verses 3 through 5. King James, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It says, for we, though we walk in the flesh, are y'all walking in the flesh? Y'all living around here, aren't you? Aren't you alive? We do not war after the flesh. So this is about talking about people use this. It's warfare. So I agree with that. It's warfare. But it's not always the kind of warfare everybody thinks it is. For the weapons of our warfare, see it's right there, are not what? They're not natural. They're not carnal. But mighty through God. So we don't fight our battles in the natural. But we do fight them through God. And how you fight through God? Through his word. To the pulling down of strongholds. Let's just stop there. Strongholds. What's a stronghold? It's a fortified place. Now, some of you have heard this and heard this. But this is where I wanted to get to because I believe there's somebody in the room. Even if it's just one somebody, this, you can use this to help somebody. But somebody in the room, why you can't seem to get past it is not because you've not been delivered. Not because you don't love Jesus. It's because you haven't gotten rid of the stronghold. And where is the stronghold? It's in your mind. What is it? It's a pattern of thinking. It's how the devil keeps you trapped thinking you are something that God has delivered you from that you are no longer. You're no longer an angry person. It's not cute. It's not cute. For neither a female or a male. I'm just an angry, no, you're not. You're if you, you need to get born again and get delivered because you're not angry. Quit calling yourself that. It's not cute. Don't get a T-shirt. We don't say who the world, we don't let them dictate who we are. It's a stronghold. It's a pattern of thinking. And the devil wants to keep you, if he had you in a pattern of thinking, he had you in a pattern of talking. Maybe it wasn't out loud, but it was a pattern of self-talk. See, what the devil does is he tries to reinforce you. I know some of you in this room, maybe you never had trouble with it. I had a lot of trouble with this. I used to talk negative to myself to keep myself in line. That was stupid. You're an idiot. Nobody likes you. You need to, you need to do this better. You're not working hard enough. I was always negative, 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 negative about myself. But when you get the light and you figure out who you are in Christ, what I got to do? I got to get rid of that stronghold. Uh, I had a stronghold of fear. It tried to reappear. Uh, I know she's in the room right now, but when Destiny was 16 and she started driving, um, uh, the, I, I, I was taught to fear. My mama was a world champion warrior, and she passed it down the line, and she taught me how to do it. Because if you drove from her house home, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. So you got to call me when you get home because I want to make sure you didn't die. You didn't die. You didn't die. I was afraid I was always going to die, especially on the road. I love my grandma. She was, she was a wonderful woman of God, but she taught me how to fear. I worried myself into a hospital when I was a freshman in high school. I literally had to go to the hospital because I was a world champion worrier. I understand this one. But what was that? After I got born again, yes, I got peace. You've heard that. Yes, I got delivered. I shook under the power of God. But I had to re begin to really renew my mind. And it doesn't just stay renewed. When it pops up again, you've got to do something with it.
And the Holy Ghost will help you. And I know she's in the room, but she, I don't think she'll care. So um, we used to have this thing is when she drove that she had to text me. And she, you know, was 16, and she didn't want to do it. And sometimes she forgot on purpose, and sometimes, sometimes she just forgot, all right? But I got to the place where I, because I was worrying, and then I'd make P- Pastor Rhonda do it so it wouldn't look like me. So I made her text her so it would look like she was the one that was worrying. But I was the one, I was a mess. I was, she's my baby. And, the, and, and we let her have a car. I could have still taken her everywhere. But she had to drive. And I'll tell you, it was so bad that I was going to be the great dad and teach her how to drive. But I was so nervous that I about killed the both of us. I grabbed the wheel and about made us wreck. So I'm like, I can't even do that. You got to do that. But I had to get a hold of it because it was torturing me. And you know what? The Holy Ghost is so kind. He said, you know what, Mark, this is what I'm going to do. When she goes somewhere, I'm going to tell you seconds before she gets there, before she texts. And I'm going to train you again that she's okay. And he would, and he did. And it calmed me. Listen to me. God is not a taskmaster. He's not mean. If you have a problem, he wants to fix it. He's not hard. He loves you. But you got strongholds. That was a stronghold. What I got to do? I got to pull it down. It's not a demon. A stronghold's not a demon over a city that the charismatics had to get in an airplane and put on fatigues and pull down. It's in your mind. And it's a fortified place. And if you don't deal with it, you're going to be in trouble. What do you got to do? Verse 5. You got to go, but we got to get verse 5. What do you got to do? Cast down imaginations. Where's imaginations? They're in your mind. What you got to do? Cast them down. In other words, something comes. Nope, that's not God. That's, that can't stay here. You got to put a bouncer at the door. Some of you, oh yeah, yeah, I know what a bouncer is. Uh, a bouncer at a door. You got to put the bouncer at the door. Some of you look like you might have been a bouncer. Um, a bouncer, don't raise your hand if you was one. Hallelujah. A bouncer at the door. You can't, you're not on the list. You can't come in here. I got to bounce you. you. You're not allowed in. It's not lovely. It's not pure. Think on those things that are lovely, that are pure, trustworthy, praiseworthy, good, of a good report. You are none of those thought. You got to go. You can't come in. You got to cast down imagination. Every high thing they exalt against the knowledge. What is that? That's in your soul. And bring into captivity every thought. Come on. I'll just be real honest with you. I still have rogue thoughts, like a rogue wave. I've been doing this 35 years, but they still come. Does it mean I'm not saved? Does it mean I'm not qualified to preach? No. What do I got to do? I got to do what the Word says, just like you. I got to cast it down. I got to grab a hold of it. I got to take it captive. How do I do that? With the words of my mouth. And if you, one of the worst things you can do is just let those thoughts come. Because those thoughts will end up pictures. Those pictures will end up words. Those words will end up actions. And then you'll be back into a mess that you never wanted to be in.